Happy Friday, everybody. This is Kyle flying solo on the intro here, talking a little Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And this is going to be a retro episode of the original teaser trailer that we did way back. Um, this episode's from over a year ago, um, January 22nd. So, you know, uh, coming up on 13 months old here later in the month. And we're going to be rejoined by our guest on this uh, episode from a year ago, Wes Jones, to cover TMNT 2, The Secret of the Ooze. That's going to be our movie of the month and looking forward to that. But just wanted to uh, give you guys a couple of things to look out for. So we started a new YouTube exclusive series. So this is something you're not going to hear on the podcast, at least for the time being. Um, so the only place to watch it and listen to it is going to be on YouTube. And that's a series that we're calling Why Did This Flop? Volume one is going to be Waterworld that just dropped yesterday on our YouTube channel. You can find the links on our social medias. I've been tweeting it out and trying to push it out there. But that's going to be um, kind of similar to our teaser trailer episodes, but more of a deep dive, diving into clips and box office numbers and production notes and trying to figure out why these movies that were supposed to be good films ended up not making a lot of money or being considered considered quote unquote flop. So check out that series on YouTube next month is going to be the explorers. We're looking forward to that one. We've got a special guest lined up for that one as well. And then as always, just follow us on social media at back in time pod, but enjoy this retro teaser trailer episode of teenage Mutant ninja turtles from last year. And then uh, on Monday, you'll be able to listen to the full episode as well, which will drop. And then we'll be back with some uh, brand new content to close up the month. Welcome to the Back in Time Podcast with Kyle and JD, where every week we jump into our DeLorean, cruise to 88 miles per hour, and travel back in time to review our favorite films from all genres and bring you celebrity interviews every single week. Very good, Lewis. Short but pointless. Pizza Dude's got 30 seconds. You want me to yank you out of that seat and shake it out of you? I don't have it. Screws fall out all the time. The world's an imperfect place. And now, here is your host, Kyle Autry, and his co-host, J.D. Welcome back to the Back in Time podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Autry, joined, as always, by my co-host, J.D. Cowabunga, dude. What's going on, J.D.? Well, I almost just went into my uh, Keanu Reeves voice. You got me so pumped up for surfing. Sewer surfing. once said, never pay full price for late pizza. Russian. Cannot wait to get into this episode. Before we do, though, I want to just thank everybody for jumping on and hitting the download button on today's podcast. Feels like we haven't done a teaser trailer in over a month, and that's because, well, we haven't. We've cut back a little bit on these full movie reviews, so the teaser trailers haven't been necessary because we haven't done anything. So, J.D., how's it feel to be back in the teaser trailer episode that we've done so many times? I love it. I think that this might be one of my more favorite um, categories of episodes that we do when we do this teaser trailer and we break it down and rewatch the trailer for the first time and tease the upcoming episode. I think it's 
I think it's a brilliant episode. So I'm smashing. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to what's coming up in February. We've got a huge month, but tell our audience a little bit if, if they're maybe tuning in for the first time because it, something popped up on their Twitter and they saw, oh my gosh, these guys cover Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Tell our audience a little bit about some of the other episodes we did this month, which are kind of right up the alley. So as Kyle mentioned, we're sort of doing a little bit of a change in format in 2020, and hopefully you all enjoy it. If you don't let us know, we'll consider going back to the old way. But we we chose a movie. We started with a shooting the manure episode, um, which is the French classy way of saying shooting the shit. Uh, Insert laugh track. I hate manure. <laughs> um, and so we, we, in talking, decided that we wanted to do Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990 as our movie of the month. And because of that, we decided to do a top five movies from 1990. We decided to do a top five songs and a soundtrack from 1990. And to do like a deep dive into sort of the 90s in general and to talk a little bit about our have you guys and gals decide what you want to hear us talk about with a full topic of 90s turtles cartoons comics toys video games so it's kind of like like a, a 1990 smorgasbord yeah and i'm super excited about it i think that this is fantastic and if we don't get a a radio broadcast award i'm gonna be uh beside myself okay i love it so yeah we will um in the way that this goes on on the teaser trailer episode is we're going to pull up the original trailer which is actually on our youtube page right now so if you just go over to back in time podcast in the search bar on twitter you can go to videos it should be the most recent upload if you're listening to this when it drops um if not just scroll down you'll find it and we will listen to that and watch it live. We'll give our feedback. And then we're going to break down box office numbers, critic response, and then uh, preview what we're looking forward to most when we get into the full episode in a couple of days. So let's get to it, JD. Let's go ahead and pull up YouTube right now. Uh, cue up the video and I will give a three, two, one click countdown and we will get into this thing. Are you ready? I'm ready like peanut butter on pizza. Okay. Which never, is actually really good. No, nope, it's, it's, nope, it's, yeah. Nope, yeah. Mm-mm. Yes. Nope. As yes. a, as part owner, if my parents pass away of a pizza store, I disagree with you. But you've never so, tried it. Also, they're not dead, so I don't own one yet. Um, okay. Here we go. Three, two, one, click. The city itself will be our playground to use as we please, rewarding ourselves and punishing our enemies. We've been looking for you, Miss O'Neill. There is a new enemy, freaks of nature. Together, we will punish these creatures. What the heck was that? Looked like sort of a big title in a trench coat. Awesome! 
Okay, JD, lean, green, and on the screen, what'd you think? So I definitely have two opinions about this um, trailer, if that's one, that's what we want to call it. From, yes. from me being a five-year-old, obviously I love this, and because it's just a bunch of random action scenes thrown together. As an adult, I'm kind of wondering, like, what the hell is this? story here like what am i getting myself into just turtles uh fighting masked men which equally sounds awesome as an adult as it does when i'm five years old but you know i'm sure you used to do this too Kyle. when you would go out with your friends and you would just like almost like larping or role-playing where you'd be like let's play ninja turtles right and you'd be like okay you're michelangelo and you're donatello and you're Raphael, and you're michelangelo and you know the loser was always splinter it was always the kid in the wheelchair or something push that kid <laughs> down a hill yeah <laughs> and then you would just run around and you'd be like oh there's three foot soldiers on me bang bang boom 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 i got them all did you, did you do that we definitely did that all the time that's what this trailer is this is Five and six-year-olds coming together and saying, okay, let's act out a fight scene with turtles and their bad guys. And for that reason, I love it. Okay. So, like I said, it's two opinions. Obviously, it sucks, but obviously, I love it. Okay. Very interesting. Well, before I give my feedbacks, why don't you uh, go ahead and scroll scroll down and uh, read what I wrote about an hour ago. I love this movie, but honestly... Page reloaded on me. Kyle, one hour ago, says, I love this movie, but honestly, what in the actual Beep. expletive expletive is this? Thank goodness the studio didn't put this movie out with the horrible voice actors in the trailer. Just awful, dot, dot, dot. Well, Kyle's apparently not a fan. What is that? Why? I had to stop halfway through. I'm like, oh, this is a fake fan-made trailer. They changed all the voices. All the turtle voices in Shredder are all different voice actors than the actual movie. What the hell is this? Now, let me ask you something. Are you just saying that because you're partial to Donatello? No. No, like immediately when Shredder was talking, I was like, that's not Shredder. (laughs) Who is this? Everyone knows Uncle Phil is Shredder. Oh, my gosh, dude. And he's an amazing Shredder. Let's 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 get that right. But um, it would have been great if he was the actual voice in this one. But gosh, darn it. Awful. I, I thought the trailer was terrible, to be honest. I still want to see the movie. I just think the trailer is awful. Like I said, it looks like a bunch of kids came together and they were just playing in their friend's backyard and just jumping around and sweep kicking the air and being like, oh, now I've got superpowers. We used to do that with the X-Men all the time. We'd be X-Men and we'd be playing and we'd be like, no, no, now I'm Nightcrawler, so you can't attack me. Yeah. I feel like I, I know, and we'll get more into this in the full episode, that after the first screening came out, Jim Henson was not happy with how violent this movie was. And this this almost feels like a reaction to that, where, okay, he thinks it's too violent, and we want kids to see this, so let's really goofy up the trailer. That's what it feels like to me. Because the real movie is not goofy at all. I mean, there's a couple little parts, but it's a it's a more serious-toned movie. 
there's there's some good shtick, but I think that's the turtles in a nutshell or a turtle shell. Hey, is there? Wow, it is 2020. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's because they're essentially teenage teenagers trapped in the body of these martial arts experts who've been trained in the classic arts of splinterism. And they have no idea how to sort of carry themselves or what the mental capacity that they need to be mature adults. And so that's why you see Donnie spitting water in a foot soldier's face in the middle of a fight, because at the end of the day, he is still a kid. So if we look at it from that perspective and we sort of examine and psychoanalyze the trailer from the perspective of that it was created by essentially the turtles themselves, it's a brilliant trailer. We'll agree to disagree, but let's talk about the box office numbers here. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was released to theaters on March 30th of 1990 on a $13.5 million budget. The running time on the film was an hour and 33 minutes, and it was distributed by New Line Cinema. Now, the first weekend at the box office, TMNT was number one bringing in a monstrous $25.3 million opening weekend. And then second week at the box office, they would repeat with an almost equally as impressive $18.8 million, bringing their 10-day total to $51 million. Not bad for a $13 million budget. J.D., what do you think about the first 10 days? Yeah, that's kind of a... A burrito that's got a few peppers in it for sure. There's a little kick, there's a little spice, and it's it's definitely worth the bite. I like I like that burrito reference, but um, let me ask you this: Do you think that there's a schoolyard effect in play here? Oh yeah, I'm I'm certain of it. Well, how big of a schoolyard effect do you think there is? Maybe that's the better question to ask. It's like a juicy turd on a warm winter's day upon the toilet that thine sits. Well, don't get it out with your boots, Ted. Okay, well, I will tell you this. TMNT would stay 11 weeks inside the top 10, going from March 30th all the way through Memorial Day weekend, all the way until June 10th. It would stay in the top 10, bringing in domestically well over $130 million domestic and then internationally they actually killed it there as well 66.7 million which brought the worldwide total to 201,965,915 dollars so jd it's uh i guess very uh easy to say it, it was a huge sleeper of a hit very modest budget at the time i mean batman's budget was three four times that which had come out just a, a few months prior. And I know reportedly, and this just because it, it's in the Wikipedia and I know it from listening to the interviews, Corey Feldman, who voices Donatello, was told this was a small indie project that he would be doing them a favor for. So he did the movie for 1500 bucks, And they made $200 million. Yowchie. That one hurts. Yeah, sometimes you order the taco, sometimes you order the burrito, sometimes you get a flauta. Uh, Feldman got the chips and cheese. Yeah, sometimes you go to McDonald's and you say plain cheeseburger and they still put pickles on there. I don't get it. Why can't they get your sandwich right? I'm sorry, did you just call a burger a sandwich? 
Well, I mean, it is a burger sandwich, is it not? I consider a burger a burger and a sandwich a sandwich. You know what? You're being very undue today. You think so? Eh, a little bit. You want me to rewind and start? Let's start the whole episode. Let's go the whole thing yeah. over again. Let's rewind. Now, Hi, I mean, and welcome to Back in Time Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle, and I'm an asshole. <laughs> and I am your co-host, JD, and I'm super pretentious. Yeah, that was that was a good impression of me. <laughs> I like it. I freaking love it. Okay, well, box office numbers, obviously a huge hit. Now let's talk about the top 10 movies of the week for March 30th of 1990. Pretty good list here. So obviously uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was number one. Number two was Pretty Woman, which was a monster hit as well, which was in week two. Number three was The Hunt for the Red October. Number four, Hard to Kill. Number five, Driving Miss Daisy. Number six, Opportunity Knocks. Number seven, never heard of it, but great title, Joe versus the Volcano. Number eight, Nuns on the Run. <laughs> number nine, House Party. And number 10, A Shock to the System. What do you think about the top 10 movies? Any standouts for you? Well, first of all, House Party, I loved as a kid for some reason. Amazing. I just, I don't know what about it. That movie was like definitive to me as being five years old, I was like, hell yeah, motherfucker, we gonna throw a party. I totally identify with these teenagers. Or, I think they're in high school in the first one. But how, how have you not, how do you not know Joe versus the volcano? I don't know. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on it. It's, it's Joe versus the volcano. It's Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. It's like 1990 Super Fair. Wow. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know that I've actually ever watched that movie. Is it worth a watch? Uh, the last time I saw it, like 20 years ago, I definitely enjoyed it. So uh, if you can go by 14-year-old me, then you can definitely take that with a, uh, a coin in your hat. Here's the, uh, the tagline for this movie. When a hypochondriac learns that he is dying... He accepts an offer to throw himself in a volcano at a tropical island, and along the way there, learns to truly live. That does not sound great, I'm not going to lie. Well, how does that sound any better than Weekend at Bernie's? Very good point. Thank you. Very good point. Okay, well, let's uh, let's jump into, I, I really don't have any standouts there. I mean, Pretty Woman, my mom's favorite movie. I've watched that, I don't know, too many times with her. Yeah, she loves her some Richard Gere. And King of Wishful Thinking. <laughs> there he is. But yeah, no really uh, other big standouts for me. I was never a big house party fan, but I do like I do like the movie. It's just it's not one that I've been like, oh my gosh, I gotta find the Blu-ray special edition with DVD commentary track for it hasn't really been on my radar, but maybe maybe someday it will be. Who knows? Well, when you develop some taste and some some uh, culture. Hey, can I get a little Sean Connery, though, for the Hunt for the Red October? The Hunt for the Red October. It's about a boat submarine, Captain. You need to work on your Sean Connery a bit. It's a little bit off. Okay. This is actually, actually I call Sean Connery, and uh, uh, he's, he's doing the talking right now. That'd be great. Could you even imagine him on a podcast at this age? His voice has to be 
beyond raspy. Like it was, I mean, imagine where it was the last time we heard him. Now take him 10 years removed from the spotlight and he's old, decrepit, shit in his pants. And what do you think he sounds like now? I feel like he sounds like the same dapper self that he's always sounded like. And you're a son of a bitch for suggesting otherwise. All right. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's get on the Rotten Tomatoes. We'll use the old tomato meter to gauge the response of the critics versus the audience. JD, we haven't done this in a while. I'm interested on your take here on how you feel like the critics received Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. All right, so let's cut the bullshit. Sean Connery, you go back into your cage. We're focusing on details now. I feel like critics probably didn't understand what the hell they were watching. This was not a movie for the Academy Awards. This was a movie for the five-year-old in the backyard sweep kicking the air. Uh, That was us. And Mm -hmm. we had no discerning taste when we were five, when we were 1990 kids, when we were just had no idea why Pretty Woman made us wistful, but it did. Laugh track. (laughs) <laughs> Come, that's a, that was a funny comment. That was a good one. That was good. I'll give that to you. Thank you. You're giving me shit, but, you know, I, I feel like I'm on my game. Will it help if I do the rest of this little thing in Sean Connery's voice, no. or do you want walking? Dear God, no. Just continue. This is a, a fun, enjoyable movie, but by no means is it a quality movie. It's not winning it. I'm sure it's, it's probably won some awards, probably got some Saturn award for best costuming, best probably. fight sequences or something like that. Um, with that being said, critics, and we've talked about this over and over and over again, when we review kids movies, um, critics tend to be critical of kids movies because they're not kids and it's hard for them to necessarily relate to what it is. That is the impact that makes the magic to these movies. Um, I'm not saying that critics totally shit upon it. I'm just thinking that they were probably harsh and picked out a lot of what we talked about in the trailer where they're like, this is kind of what is going on. Why are these turtles? What the, what the gigantic fuck is happening? Why is this happening? And why do I give a shit about it? I don't know. 36. Okay. Wow. You are very, very close there. They scored 40%. On the tomato meter, audience score. Bongo, motherfucker. <laughs> audience score doubled that with eighty-one percent. So, what matters most, of course, the people that pay the tickets, not the pretentious assholes typing up little reviews in their cubicle. So, that, was, that, that case, was a very specific comment that you made right there. You know what? Yeah, it is what it is. I I disagree with a lot of these reviews here. Because uh, you make you make a lot of great points, but let's let's get to a few of them. So Roger Ebert, he wasn't real. He wasn't too down on the movie, though. He gave the two and a half out of four stars. And he said this movie is nowhere near as bad as it might have been and probably is the best possible Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. What do you think? Okay, so that's not a fair review. If he's calling it the best possible Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies, we can only surmise that he's seen the other movies. Correct. I think he's saying it's the best that it could be 
being based on it, being okay. based on Ninja Turtles. Okay, sorry, I misunderstood. I thought he was saying it comparatively to part two and part three, which right. when you do that, obviously, I think the critics would respond much higher because I could only imagine that their response to the third movie was a horrific train wreck. Mm-hmm. You know, interesting enough, like, if, if you get on... Um, Rotten Tomatoes, and you just look at the photo of the people that left the reviews, you can tell who's going to like it and who is not going to like it just on their face. Like, all the old people crapped on the movie, and, like, the younger-looking people, like, uh, let's say, Desan Thompson of the Washington Post, who said gave it a positive review and said parents can vaguely console themselves. However, that amid the kitty pollution available on Saturday morning TV, the turtles rank slightly better than the rest. So he enjoyed it enough to sit through it better than a Saturday morning cartoon. And then uh, Richard Harrington of the Washington Post also gave it a positive review and said, truth be told, there's something amusingly surreal in watching these happy-go-lucky man-sized terps engage in full-scale punch and kickouts with the inevitable inevitable villains. Yeah, a couple of good ones in there, and then a couple of just, I thought this movie was exploitation at young kids. Like, a lot of them thinking it was too violent. Like, come on. Get out of here. Nobody, there was no blood in this movie. Very, like, maybe like a bloody nose. Is there even that? I don't even think there is. I, there might be a little blood at some point where um, uh, Master Yoshi and Splinter kind of like cut Shredder's face when he was down in the in the sewer in the flashback. Oh, okay. But yeah, I, think, uh, I mean, I think that's, got something there. that's like the extent of it. Like other than like the Larson that happens where they burn down her apartment and there's not a <laughs> there's not a lot to it. So, um, yeah, agree to disagree with the critics, but. Spot on by you, man. Well done. Now, we're going to be back in a couple days with the full review. We're hoping to secure a special guest, so more to come on that. But, J.D., what do you look forward to most when we get into the full review? The fighting, the action, the sequences, and the comedy. Because, again, at the heart of this, this is teenagers, uh, children even, that are fighting in a world above their comprehension. And that's why they love pizza so damn much. And I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. Pizza's delicious. Bam pizza is delicious. Well is said. Bam, well, yeah, obviously, is Bam pizza um, going to do a special promo for this episode? Are they going to release a turtle's pizza to listeners that apply a promo code or something like that? Gosh, that'd be great if we had any listeners from the Northwest Indiana area. Um, yeah, I'll have to see what we can do. Maybe a little promotion would be pretty neat. Now, I will tell you this. That is one of the things we're going to discuss on the movie is, man, Domino's Pizza dropped the ball with this one. So we will get into that in the full episode on how they basically just let Pizza Hut come in and swoop up a $20 million campaign right from under them without giving any fight at all, it seems like. And I don't believe they came back for the uh, part two, which is odd because the movie made $200 million. Hmm. Weird, weird marketing by the Domino's execs at the time. So, yeah, we will get into that. 
As always, guys, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, IGTV, YouTube. You can follow us at Back in Time Pod, Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. We're on there as well. You can follow the blog at backintimepod.com. I'm at kautry 29 JD is at Unjust Justin, and we are out of time. Time to jump back into the DeLorean, punch in today's date, and return back to present day. We'll be back in a couple days with the full review. See ya! Cowabunga, money pushy.